hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio, and we have our ever-popular co-host, and he's not known as Teddy Bear for a reason. He is the Grizz, and he is out of La Paz, Baja, California, sir, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about sharks for for most of the show. Yeah, Yeah, John, uh, I'm glad to be on again. Uh, You know, I always make it. When it's possible. Yep. When, and when it's not windy out, out, so I'm not fishing, so I'm doing a radio show. Okay. Well, in the next segment, we're going to have more time. We've only got a little bit right now, but I know you have been out shark fishing, and it seems as though that, you know, Mother Earth uh, is just, you know, kind of keeps changing. And uh, cycles change, things change, but for whatever reason, there's a lot of been a lot of incidents in 2015, I probably more than any year in the last couple decades uh, about sharks. So we're going to talk a little bit about them and are sharks something you should be afraid of? Well, John, you know, I just got back from catching a lot of sharks. Charles and I went out and uh, literally slayed them. And uh, I've seen more sharks this year I think I've ever had in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Should you be afraid of sharks? Uh, you should respect them. Yeah, okay. And by I the mean, way, you know, and by the way, when Grizz when Grizz says he slayed them, he means that he caught a lot. He he put them all back alive. Oh yeah, we don't. Right. Under no okay. circumstances will we kill a shark. Right. And I then, mean that's. Uh, you would never do that. It's like killing a billfish or a rooster fish. I right. mean, it's just something unheard of. Yeah, well, you know, I like, especially don't kill the great white sharks because they eat the sea lions and seals that eat our fish that we're trying to catch. So <laughs> that's, we better not go there right now. Anyway, we're going to go to a break. You can answer that phone real quick if you want, and we're going to be right back with the Grizz on Fish Talk Radio. on the magnificent Sea of Cortez. The Grand Heritage Resort and Spa at Marina Costa Baja is the first five-star resort in La Paz, Baja South. Overlooking a 250-slip marina and white sand beaches, enjoy two signature restaurants, a world-class destination for fishing or diving. Enjoy five-star elegance in the charming, laid-back city of La Paz. Dock your boat and enjoy the marina village. Visit on the web at CostaBajaResort.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust Sport Fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust Sport Fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have the Grizz on the line from the City of Peace, the beautiful La Paz, Baja, California, sir. And we're just talking a little bit about sharks, so let's go ahead and talk a little bit about it. Zig, uh, Grizz, on your Facebook, I noticed a picture that you took recently, and it does not look like a real picture. So I no, like it's incredible. Every- and I, I would like to say I took that picture, but I didn't. My son Charles did. Uh, that was a shark that I caught, and we wanted to take a picture of just how a circle hook actually finds its way into the corner of any fish. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm pulling it up on the leader, and Charlie's hanging off the gunnel and gets that picture, which is just really went all over the place. They're using it in eagle claw, trocar hooks, everywhere, because it's just so unique, that picture. It's, it, well, it didn't look real to me, but if you say it is, then I'll, I'm, I'm going with that. Well, yeah, there's no reason why to make it up. If you look at it, you can see yeah. the teeth and the eye, and you can even see the eyelid. Yeah. You know, you can actually see you can't make that kind of stuff right. up. And that is uh, on the Facebook for Mike Ritz, correct? Yeah, it's on Mike Ritz. It's also on Mike the Grizz Ritz. Okay. It's on Trocar. It's on Eagle Claw. Okay, interesting. I mean, basically, it's all almost all over everywhere. Okay, but uh, you've been out shark fishing, and I know you'd said before that uh, there seems to be a lot more around than, than you're used to. Well, John, what what happened just the other day, we decided that uh, 
we were going to go out marlin fishing, so we went out of the pass, and uh, we caught some skipjack, and we chopped them up in little bitty pieces to chum up the uh, green jack and blue runners for bait. Little did we know we would soon be swamped by sharks. Wow. I mean, we had over seven sharks circling the boat. <laughs> and what the unique thing was, they were literally coming up eating pieces of chum the size of popcorn. Hmm. Coming right out of the water. And, like, you know, when you feed your fish in an aquarium, how yeah, the fish will come, come up, up to the top and, and grab it? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what these sharks were doing. Hmm. So I told Charles and the cameraman, you know what, guys? We're going to do a shark show. <laughs> what kind of sharks we, were these, Chris? Uh, we had, we caught, uh, between Charles and I, we caught six, and every one of them was over 150 pounds. And, and what, what species? They were all silkies. Silkies. Okay, that's a yeah, common fish they were down all there. Silkies. Can, can you kind of describe that? Is it's kind of like uh, a silky looks an awful lot like a uh, mako. Oh, you know the pointed nose, the color, uh-huh. the brownish gray color back, the white belly. Mm-hmm. You know uh, the fins, the tail. They look. They could be mistaken. I think for a mako. Yeah. Okay. Well, and they're everywhere. I mean, I just talked to a guy who called me yesterday, and he was so mad because he went out to catch rooster fish because the rooster fish are really happening now. And every time he put a bait in the water, a shark would bite him. <laughs> so he got mad and came back in. He said he couldn't have he couldn't have a live bait on for more than five minutes. The shark would find it. Wow. Yep. Now, is there and any... in here in the Costa Baja, where I in keep my boat mm-hmm. in the marina, there are, I don't know, 20, 30 sharks swimming around in the marina. And the same species? Yes. Well, you also have hammerheads down there, too, don't oh, you? Oh, we got a lot of hammerheads. Mm-hmm. But the hammerheads tend to be on the bottom. Oh, you know, you very rarely see them up. I mean, mm-hmm. if you you got to get down to 80 to 120 feet, and that's where you'll find your big hammerheads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a great sport fish. And then, of course, uh, Mako, uh, do you have any threshers down there? Yes, we have lots of threshers. Okay. Not this time of year. They're in the spring. Yeah, cooler water. Yeah, but the threshers and the Makos are... The jumping sharks of the world. Oh yeah, they're they're incredible. I, I uh, you know, you hook I accidentally hooked one some years ago, and I was fishing with my granddaughter, and she hooked into a thresher on twenty pound test line, and this was about a sixty pound thresher, and uh, that thing just took off like it was, you know, bounding out of the water, uh, in and out of the water, looked like it was headed for Japan. Uh, fortunately, we're able to land it, but uh, you know, they're. They're a lot of fun, and if you know thresher, you know we don't like to to see anything overfished or kilt, but uh, mako and thresher can can uh, they uh, sport are fish. Table yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. Both of those two. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I I've eaten several mako in my life, and mm-hmm. a couple 
uh, threshers, and they're just really good table yeah, fare. Just, uh, but quick, you don't want to eat them all the time because of the problem with the mercury. Okay, because they eat a lot of smaller fish. Uh, also, any either one of those fish, I th- you know, you probably, if you can avoid it, you know, don't freeze them for later. Just eat them fresh because they taste a lot better that way. Well, so does everything. Well, especially those because the way they... But they anyway, this has been a really freak year. Uh, for sharks, I've never seen anything like it, and I've been fishing, you know, all over the world. I have never, I've never been circled by seven big sharks. Hmm. Put a hundred and fifty to three hundred pound shark circling your boat. Well, it sounds scary, but I can mention now. I, it was beautiful for the, us. I the, mean, uh, you know, we got pictures. We got underwater cameras taking pictures of them swimming by. And, right. Well, let's com- know, let's comment a little bit about that, Grizz, because um, you know I think there's a lot of misconception about sharks, about a shark in the water, and you better get out of the water real quick, or you know he's going to bite your leg off. And there are normally the great whites, the shark attacks that we have um, in the United States are almost always from a great white, but the great whites really don't like to eat people. Can you comment on that? Well, you know, it's not on their menu, Uh, you know, match the hatch type of thing. Sharks eat what is natural for them to eat, just like a trout eats what's natural for a trout to eat. You know, they're not, you know, they're not going to eat a human because it's, first of all, they don't have the concept that a human is food. Uh, It doesn't have the smell. So, I mean... No. Uh, You know, they're not going to go after a human to eat it, you know. Things were a lot calmer before Jaws. And when Jaws came out in 1969, people went absolutely crazy and think that sharks are actually people. And it's not true. However, you do not want to jump out of a boat and look like a seal because... So that if you've got a, a black wetsuit and fins, uh, and especially in turbid water. The, yeah, well, of course, you know, anything in dirty water can be a problem. The silky sharks is pretty unique about them. We had guys swim with them and stuff, and they have a tendency to bite the flippers. Oh. Come actually up behind the divers and start oh, biting on the flippers huh. of the people. Hmm. Uh, whether they're tasting to see if it's a seal or a sea yeah. lion, I huh. can't answer that. Right. But they are very common right. for doing that. Well, things are, who knows what's happening, but things are certainly not normal. You've had three named hurricanes in June off of Baja California, sir. Fortunately, there was no damage, but uh, that I don't think that's ever happened before. And then, uh, Not some of the, that to my knowledge, and everyone tells me the same, right. no. And then, uh, you know, of course, the water temperatures and the fish that you're finding are, are some, something something strange is happening. I don't know if it's the uh, aliens or what, but uh, anyway, well, we're going to have to... you know, to, I'll tell you right now, John, fishing's better than I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. yeah well, it, right it, now, catch blues, black stripes right. in the well, same off, day. Off of California, it's been incredible, and apparently the, the Atlantic, they've got some warm water coming up, too. We're gonna, matter of fact, in the next segment, we're going to talk about sharks in uh, Montauk, but we got to go now, uh, Grizz, so hang in there. We're going to be back with you in just a couple of minutes. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen as many times as you want. 
first named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico, still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the White Sand Beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have our uh, most popular co-host, The Grizz, Mike Ritz, out of La Paz, Baja, California, sir. And we have a very special guest today. I don't think we've had Rav on before, and he's uh, out of the Montauk Marina. And uh, Grizz and I were talking about sharks, and speaking of sharks, uh, Rav is, you know, they, they do something, was it once a year, Rav? 
Well, first of all, it's the Montauk Marine Base and uh, it's putting on an all-release uh, satellite tag shark tournament. It's the only one in the Northeast. It was uh, started by Carl Derenberg and uh, this is our third year and this is the first time where the prize money is respectable. Uh, the idea here is uh, to get the anglers to compete in uh, 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 based on how many fish they catch, uh, not what the biggest fish is. Uh, all the fish are uh, uh, released. Uh, we put satellite tracking tags. Uh, this year we'll put satellite tracking tags on five, including one named for Carl Derenberg, who passed away last Labor Day. So this has now been renamed the Carl Derenberg Memorial Shark's Eye uh, uh, Tournament. Uh, Chris, do you have some questions about that? No, no, no. I'm, I'm pretty familiar with that. Really? Yeah, I'm very familiar with over there that that uh, tournament. Mm-hmm. Now, what what type of sharks are you going to be finding, Rav? At, at, and oh, when is the tournament itself? The tournament is uh, starts uh, July 18th and ends on the 19th. Uh, uh, the boats leave out of the Marine okay. Basin. We'll have observers on the on uh, each boat as the anglers are competing for uh, $25,000 in prize money, plus whatever Calcutta bets they have. And uh, uh, we uh, we uh, have, we'll have Jimmy Buffett fishing the tournament, oh, really? which is pretty pretty exciting wow. and. Uh, uh, he tries to stay low key and uh, doesn't want to make a lot of noise and you know be surrounded by folks. But he's doing this because of the plight of the sharks, hmm. uh, and um, and that's the reason we're doing it too. Oh, okay. Well, we can, we want to talk a little bit about that. And and what uh, what type of sharks are you typically going to find in, in the middle of July in Montauk? Makos, blue sharks, thresher sharks, and with the water changing, water temperature changing, last year we got two tiger sharks. We put uh, satellite tracking tags in both of them. Unfortunately, neither one of them survived more than a month. Uh, uh, They were caught again uh, uh, and uh, and, uh, finned. Really? So in the tracking, uh, you found that that, uh, they were caught again and that was their demise? Did did someone find the tags and turn them in? How does that work? Yeah, some tags were returned. Uh, sometimes uh, tags are deep sixed. Uh, uh, the long liners are pretty good. Uh, they turn in the tags. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Montauk school kids named the blue shark Beamer, uh, and that was uh, that that thing traveled west uh, as far north as Portland, Maine, then west uh, east of Bermuda, and then was finally <laughs> caught off of uh, Costa Rica. Wow, uh, sixty mile long line, and the tag was returned to Osearch. Wow. Uh, who, who has been uh, 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 donating the tags uh, most graciously uh, wow. to help us with this tournament. And to give, let the anglers know that they can uh, follow their fish on their smartphone instead of standing next to it and having your picture taken next to a dead one oh, uh, wow. on the dock. That's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, well, so we get we give the guys a chance to uh, name fish, and uh, we get the school kids involved, uh, too. The Montauk kids named uh, two sharks. Uh, the Amagansett uh, school kids named the shark last year, and this year Sag Harbor kids will name a shark. They came up with Seymour, S-E-A-M-O-R-E. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Fifth year, five-year-olds, uh, yeah. fifth, fifth grade class, sorry. Wow, that's, that's incredible. Well, 
let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned that your, the, the shark fishery apparently has been jeopardized by um, overfishing. There's, uh, you know, tens of millions of sharks are taken every year for their fins uh, oh, to uh, satisfy the Asian market. Uh, uh, some estimates are up to 100 million sharks. So oh. here you have, you have a fish that is, uh, you know, can take 20 years to reach uh, spawning age, uh, weigh north of 500 pounds, and um, most of them never ever uh, reach that size. So in Montpelier, we've got these uh, tournaments where we're targeting the largest fish and bringing it back to the dock. Essentially, we're taking the spawning fish uh, uh, out of uh, uh, circulation. Our aim was to let the guys catch a lot of smaller sharks, get a lot of points, Mm -hmm. more for a mako than a blue shark, uh, you know, and and the like, and um, uh, cut the big ones loose. Why wrestle with a blue shark for one point when you can catch a couple of small makos at five each? You release the makos uh, while they're still green, and the blue shark uh, is, you know, still a large fish that can reach a spawning age. But back to the finning issue, since there's fish hooks everywhere in the world, every port's got long lines out, uh, everybody's trying to feed everybody, I get it. Uh, and these fish are going around the ocean uh, trying to clean it, uh, eating uh, dead stuff. Uh, they're all caught. Every one of the fish that we tagged over the last two years uh, is gone. Um, and uh, the ones that we put the uh, spaghetti tags in, the conventional tags, as, as far as we know, none of them still around. And that's, uh, you know, some 90 sharks. So it's a, it's a problem. And uh, we're trying to show the fishermen out here that uh, because of what's going on with the uh, with sharks and how uh, vulnerable they are, that if they can change and, and uh, do a wall release kind of tournament instead of a tournament, still have a great time fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, get the schools involved, uh, get conservation involved, get science involved. It can be for everything. And the, and the uh, charter boat guys, you know, they, they make a buck. And, uh, you know, uh, people come to the restaurants, stay in the motels. And, uh, you know, that's what we'd like to see happen. If uh, when the shark fishery is sustainable, hang them up again. Well, that's uh, that's incredible, and, that, and this thing about now, obviously, if they kill a shark just for the fin, uh, that doesn't do the shark much good, uh, and it seems like such a waste. Uh, yeah, and a lot of blue sharks wind up in the dumpsters. Uh, wow. Mangoes are edible, uh, and uh, some of the lesser variety sharks that aren't edible are right. given to food pantries. But it's a uh, you know low mm-hmm. quality uh, right. food, well, you know, high in mercury. Okay, now Grizz and I were talking a little bit earlier about should you be afraid of sharks. Um, and that, you know, I don't want to be munched on by one, I'll tell you. <laughs> but, uh, Grizz, can you hear us okay? Well, I'm having a hard time hearing, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah. I can hear you fine, John. But uh, we're just talking about, you know, the the, the, the tournament that he's doing and, and how the sharks are being decimated uh, because it's in, what, the millions, did you say, that uh, the, they're killed for their fins? Yeah, oh, yeah. shark fin soup. Yeah, that's, that's what happens here. The places up north here in Baca, you go up there and you'll find the carcasses laying on the beach, and they'll be minus their fins. Hmm. It's right, so it's up to $800 a pound, uh, I believe, for uh, uh, 
fins. It doesn't take a lot of sharks to make 800 pounds of fin, uh, to make a, the, a pound of fin for 800 bucks. It, it, it's, yeah, it's a problem, big time. And in New York State, we've, uh, we've uh, banned the sale of uh, shark fins, uh, yet there's still a, a black market for them. Right, right. Um, interesting, but let's let's talk a bit more about incidents and about uh, you know being afraid of sharks. Uh, obviously, whale sharks—you can go out and uh, pet them. Uh, hammerheads, I know that down in Baja, where Grizz is, uh, it's quite popular for the scuba divers to go down there and swim with the hammerheads. But um, you know they're you know they're they're certainly need to be respected. But as as Grizz was saying, that um, human is not a natural diet for any shark. So the incidents that do happen are usually by mistake or because of uh, the lack of clarity in the water. Does that make sense, Grizz? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, sharks are got a real bad rap that they're going out looking for people and. Uh, I'm sure, just like a, a big old mountain lion or a big old bear, uh, once they get to a certain age, I mean, this is my opinion, they would take an easy prey. I mean, you know, a, a, a mountain lion wouldn't normally attack a cow, but as it gets so old, the cow comes across it, so he jumps on his back and kills it. I could see the same thing maybe happening with a shark because they're not they're getting old and they can't swim fast enough to catch a, a sea lion and it could take something different. I don't know that, but that's my own opinion. And uh, Rav, what what is uh, your um, opinion and what you've seen with uh, people being harmed by sharks on the on the Atlantic? Well, you know, you're, most of the bites happen in turbid waters along the surf uh, where visibility is poor. So, you know, that's part of it. I, I agree with Grizz. It's a, uh, uh, the humans are not a natural uh, diet. They're, uh, you know, you, you're fishermen. You match the hatch. They're looking for what's, uh, what, norm, what they used to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it, people get bitten. But I tell you this, you have a much greater chance being killed by a deer out here in Montana oh, than, yeah. than a shark. Yeah, I think somebody said that mosquitoes kill like a hundred times more people than sharks do. But uh, anyway, Raz, Rav, we're going to have to close it up. So why don't you give us some quick information on that uh, shark contest? Okay, well, we've got uh, July 18th and 19th. We are still looking for boats, and we're looking for observers to go out on the water for two days to compete for $25,000 in cash prizes. It's presented by the Guy Harvey Ocean Foundation, O-Search, the Andrew Sabin Family okay. Foundation, and AFCO. Okay, uh, well, and, yeah, get and, in, yeah, get in touch with Guy Harvey or AFCO, and, uh, you know, or just get in touch with Fish Talk Radio, and I'll set you up. Anyway, we got to go. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Rav. You did a great job. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Dig me up a water right the road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. 
If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. First named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico, still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! It's a beautiful day, oh, what do you say, let's go fishing. What a wonderful way to spend the day just a-fishing. Oh, the water on the lake is smooth as glass, oh, we might catch a sunny, we might catch a bass, oh, what do you say, let's go fishing. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we're going to shift gears a little bit. We were on the at Montauk, and we've been down, of course, still in La Paz, Baja California, sir. Now we're going to switch all the way over to Ketchikan, Alaska. We have Tori Korn from Taquan Air in Ketchikan, Alaska. And if you have ever taken a cruise to Alaska, a lot of people have done that, and they think it's really cool. But... <laughs> If you really want to see Alaska, get off the cruise ship, get on a float plane, and uh, they, you go to, you know, well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Tori, why don't you tell them what's going to happen? Yeah, well, there's no better way to see southeast Alaska than from a float plane, we feel. And uh, so Tech One Air fly to a number of different places. We do most of our flight seeing tours go out to the Misty Fjords, which is uh National Monument, about 25 miles west of Ketchikan. But in addition to that, we fly scheduled flights and charter flights um, all over southeast. So Prince of Wales Island is a, is a big destination in particular for people that want to go fishing. And then Metlakatla and 
Hyder and places like that for do some bear viewing and things like that. So mm-hmm. we're kind of all over the place. But Misty Fjords is by far the most popular destination we go. Well, Grizz, what I'd like to do one of these days is get you up there and let Tori take us on a float plane out to one of these remote lakes uh, for fly fishing, and they drop you off. And if you need a guide, they'll stay there with you. And, you know, from what I recall, and Tori can correct me if I'm wrong, there's kind of a code where there's so many lakes that you take off in a float plane and you think what lake you want to go to. And if there's already a float plane on that lake, and these lakes might be five, seven, eight miles across, if there's a float plane on that lake, you go to the next one. Yeah, that's right. There's there's plenty of places to fish up there, especially when you get up in some of the alpine lakes. And then, you know, real popular now are with the lakes with cabins on them, too, so you can do a couple days out there and uh, get uh, the real feeling of solitude. And uh, the trout fishing is just amazing in some of these uh, landlocked lakes that don't have the salmon runs in them, you know, big trout, big cutthroat. So it's, it's wow. good fishing and beautiful place to stay. What do you think, Grizz? You want to go? Yeah, I, I love Alaska, to be honest with you. I used to go in and uh, fish Nunavak all the time. I absolutely love Nunavak. Uh, where is Nunavak? I haven't heard of that. You know where Nunavak Island is, don't you, buddy? Uh, Nunavak Island is probably in the Aleutians. I'm guessing it's 2,000 miles from Ketchikan. It's way up north. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But, well, Alaska is an interesting place, and if you haven't been there, we, we really recommend it. If you want to take a cruise, and if that's your lifestyle and that's what you want to do, do that. It's but, boring. But, you know, but if you want to just fly up to, to Seattle and then take a a, a, a flight to Ketchikan, which that's what we're going to be doing next week, or anywhere else, get off. They have some great places, and it's it doesn't have to be expensive. And, you know, most of the the fishing lodges are all-inclusive. I know that Clover Pass, where we're going for, you know, about $1,700, $1,800 for five nights, includes everything, boats and everything. But uh, that way you get to see the real deal. And if you want to get on a float plane and see one of the remote lakes and fly over misty fjords and the glaciers. And what's really cool about those float planes is they fly quite slow and low to the ground. So you can actually, you know, see the eyes on the, on the, uh, um, or the, the longhorn sheep and and uh, you know the different critters up there. Yeah, I mean we we have access because of the type of aircraft we fly. We have access to some very remote areas, and uh, you know the De Havilland Beaver is the majority of the aircraft we fly, and you know it's been the workhorse of. Uh, Plane aviation for Southeast Alaska for a long time, and it's got a, a real short takeoff need, and uh, you don't need a large area to get in and out of. You know. Well, when you say a long time, it seems to me they quit making in the 1950s, didn't they? That's correct. Yep, and we've got uh, you know pretty much every year you do an annual on them and rebuild them from uh, the skins on up. You know, so um, so yeah, they're obviously new engines um, on them every two years, pretty much. But uh, to have one Beaver, they just have not really come up with a model that. Uh, can operate any better in southeast Alaska. Hmm, that's very interesting. But, uh, and <clears throat> so, besides uh, flying into remote lakes, there's, there's, you know, um, if someone's on a float plane, what else you recommend they do? Well, so depending on the time of year, the bear viewing, if you're into bear viewing kind of stuff or wildlife viewing, bear viewing is really good kind of mid-July on. So we'll go into areas on Prince of Wales like uh, Polk Inlet, Dog Salmon Creek, Trader's Cove, um, and there's a number of areas you can go, and there's access through Forest Service, uh, 
docks and cabins, some great bear viewing locations. But um, but really, I think kind of the, one of the hidden gems in southeast is Prince of Wales Island. You know, very small communities, really neat areas, but the outdoor recreation is just phenomenal, whether you want to fish or kayak or hike or whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. Prince of Wales Island has more roads on it um, than Ketchikan by far, you know, and it's, it's the third largest island in the United States to kind of give you an idea of how big it is. And uh, we fly to like 12 different communities on it, and it's really just a really mm-hmm. unique area to visit. Well, a lot of these communities you're talking about, about, but the only way to get there is either uh, some of them you can you can't even get there by ferry. But the, about the only way to get there is by boat or by airplane, right? That's correct. Yeah. So if you fly into Catch Canyon, which is less than two hours from Seattle, on you know on a seven thirty seven, I think Delta and Alaska are both flying in here this summer. Um, and then you can take a ferry or a float plane over to Prince of Wales. It's about a three-hour ferry ride. And most of the communities are hooked up to the road system, but, you know, we fly into an area called Point Baker in Port Protection, and neither of those are connected directly to the road system. So you're looking at a community of maybe 40 people with one or two fishing lodges in there and some self-guided type fishing way off the grid. And the only way to get in there is by float plane. Hmm. Um, well, sounds good to me. Maybe I'm going to be up there, uh, you know, in the next ten days or so. So I'll have to have to see if you could. Downtown Ketchikan is kind of an interesting place too. Yeah, you know, the downtown changes dramatically depending on how many cruise ships are in town that day. And yeah. We can get anywhere from one to we had six ships uh, just yesterday in town at the same time, so about 12,000 visitors for the day yesterday. So you can get more wow. visitors in downtown than there are residents uh, for a short period of time. On some of the well, there's some inter- interesting people that live there, and there's some infin- yeah. uh, very interesting, um, um, how shall I put it, uh, um, establishments that... Uh, <laughs> that, that that sell uh, uh, adult beverages. Yeah, there's some good local watering holes, that's for sure. You mm-hmm. know, from Culver Pass all the way out to the hole in the wall south of town, they're all yeah. pretty good. Okay, and that's well. Let's let's get up there, Grizz. We got to do a television show up there. What do you think? north of the border instead of south of the border, John. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Adventures north of the border instead of south of the border. There you go. But, uh, no, actually, that may not be a bad idea. I think we probably could find somebody up there that would be interested in doing that. I'm sure there would be a number of people interested in that. Mm-hmm. Well, Grizz has got, uh, if you go to his, his website, it's um, ASOB. And that's not what you think it is. It stands, <laughs> it stands for Adventures South of the Border. Um, and it's Adventures South of the Border, or ASOBproductions.com. Is that correct, Chris? Yeah, it's ASOBproductions.com. Uh, and there you can find all the things that we're doing and all the television uh, networks we're on. Mm-hmm. And also, while, we've, while we're talking to, to, to uh, uh, Tori, let's get a little bit of information more about Taquan Air, about what the operation's like. And, uh, you know, I know that you've got more than uh, one operation up there because float planes are quite popular in that area. And they're all over the place. But give us an idea about your operation and how, how that works. Yeah, so, so Taquan Air has eight to have one beavers and one Cessna Caravan, which is a nine-passenger aircraft. And, and, you know, we operate year-round, so we have mail and, and charter contracts and, and scheduled flights all year-round. And then during the summer, we, we add the, the tours and, uh, and sightseeing trips to that mix. Um, and then we've got a couple of sister companies that are seasonal operations in the summertime where we do, uh, we've got an ATV tour called the Adventure Carts where we take people on some of the old logging roads out here and a self-drive kind of tour. 
and then a company called Alaska Canopy Adventures. We operate three different zipline tours in the area, and then Alaska Rainforest Sanctuary, which does kind of wildlife and, and nature tours, so guided and interpretive walks. And, and again, later in the summer, a lot of bear viewing opportunity, um, both fly out and drive to stuff. So really busy operation, May through September, and then uh, we kind of keep four planes going in the wintertime, kind of servicing the local communities and keeping everybody tied in with the mail and UPS and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like Ketchikan for a lot of reasons. First of all, it's simple, inexpensive to get to. Um, and, you know, you just land at the airport and the lodge picks you up. And then also some of the lodges like Waterfall, uh, they'll take maybe one of your planes and you take them out to, you know, to, to one of their resorts. But the, you know, it, it's simple. It's basically the tropics of Alaska because, you know, it's so hard to comprehend how big Alaska is. Yeah, it's unbelievable, you know, from, from end to end. You could be, you know, literally thousands of miles apart when you're in Alaska. So mm-hmm. and, and really different scenery and really different... Uh, backdrops depending on the area in Alaska you're in and, and I think you hit it right on with the lodges in Ketchikan you know you've got everything from real high end you know guided fishing trips to uh, you know more basic accommodation with self guided trips too where you get your own boat and take yourself out fishing so it's kind of something for everybody depending on your skill level and what you want to do okay um, the other other places besides Ketchikan of course you were going to if you want to continue up the Inland Passage and um, go up to Sitka or, you know, continue on up all the way up, you know, maybe uh, go to Juneau in, in those areas. But it, it really is, if you haven't experienced it, you, you need to do it. And it can be expensive, but it doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah, I think there's so many different options. And, it, you know, it's a competitive business up here. So, you know, there's always, always deals available, I think. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it's a... Uh, Self-conscious well, we were we were talking about we were talking about sharks. You need to be careful of the grizzlies up there. Oh, the brown bears are all over the place. But yeah. uh, I think if you're smart, keep your eyes open. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'll tell you the story about a grizzly. Um, well, we don't have enough time right now, so we'll save it for another time. Uh, well, let me try it in ten seconds. Uh, how do you tell the difference in uh, scat from a grizzly from a brown bear or a black bear? Um, it. Well, as you know, that when you're walking through, you're, you're supposed to wear bells and things so they can hear you're coming, and you want to give pepper spray. Well, well, the black bear's scat has seeds in it, and the grizzly's has uh, pe- it smells like pepper spray and it has bells in it. <laughs> anyway, we got to go. I didn't think that was funny at all, John. I, I know, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay, you're listening to Fish Talk Radio. We appreciate that. Tune in and see us at fishtalkradio.com. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at costabajaresort.com. 
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos Delmar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Delmar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Want to add more excitement behind the wheel? Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline and experience a drive that comes alive. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. And now you can save big on Shell fuels. Just sign up free for the Fuel Rewards Network program and receive at least $0.03 per gallon instantly on every fill-up. For full offer and details, visit FuelRewards.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have our favorite co-host, Mike Ritz, a.k.a. The Grizz, of ASOBproductions.com. And then, of course, you can find him on Facebook. You can find him almost anywhere. Yeah, that's right, John. Or you can just, if you want to Google and be a real nosy person, just go to Google and Google Mike the Grizz Ritz, and you'll find out. Actually, we counted the other day, Charles and I, there's stuff about us in six different languages. Oh, <laughs> okay. And 17 pages of it. Wow. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about so, right. Well, anyway, John, we were talking about this shark thing. This shark yeah. thing has really got me baffled. Yeah. Uh, we're headed out uh, in a day. We're going to go marlin are everywhere, so we're going to see if we can't get a grand slam on marlin. That would be uh, a sail, a blue? And, no, what? marlin. Oh, oh so, uh, uh, so, so a striped blue and black? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going out. I mean, it's possible to do it right now. We're going to go out and see if we can't do that yeah. here in a couple of days. And then we're going to rest a while, rest a day, and then we're going out for sharks with a ply rod. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, just out of curiosity, uh, of course you're in a smaller boat, and sharks tend to stay on top of the water, don't they, or do they go down? They go down. So that could be a problem with the fly rod. Yes, I'm going to be using uh, a Sage 12-weight, uh, yeah. 10-foot long, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll be using a weight-forward floating line, and we tied up some flies, and we're going to go for it. Hmm. 
Uh, gosh, you might be out there for a while. Uh, no. Shove you... them up and they'll get almost anything. Right. No. Well, part... We were fishing yeah. the other day. Charles was jigging and they were hitting the jigs. Well, if you if you get something like a Dorado or usually a Marlin that stays fairly close to the top, you can follow it in the boat and fight it. But if you get something that goes down that weighs 200 pounds, I don't know how you can do that with a fly rod. Well, John, you'll be able to watch it on television. All right, I'll be looking forward to that. Because I guarantee you we're going to do it. Yeah, right. Well, you might have to spend the night out there bringing it in. I hope not. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna, we've are gonna we only got about a minute or so left. you got all kinds of interesting stuff going on. You picked up some more stations in the U.S., uh, and you just mentioned that you're going to be doing uh, well. We've got you've, you've got a trying to put together a kayak tournament down in La Paz. Are you still going to try and do that this year? Yeah, we're going to do that about the end of October after the uh, after hurricane Bisbee. season's gone. Yeah. Uh, we also have got uh, trips. Uh, a new thing we got going now where you fly into Loreto and you sp- you fish Loreto, you fish Mula and you fish uh, El Bocana and transportation take you there back great place to stay fantastic fishing fantastic food what an experience and all exclusive and it will the only we only take 12 people at a time wow what, what how much sounds expensive how much is that it's not going to be as expensive, John. Probably next week I'll have all okay. the tweaks worked yeah. out on that to be able to give you a price. Definitely under two grand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, we're just about out of time. We appreciate you helping us out today, Grizz, as always. And we'll be talking to you real soon. But uh, you are listening to uh, Fish Talk Radio. And make sure you go to Mike the Grizz Ritz or Mike Ritz uh, Facebook. Uh, uh, ASOB Productions online and make sure you go to fishtalkradio.com and you can listen to the today's show as many times as you want to in case you missed something or you got a phone number or you weren't paying close attention. Uh, Mike, we appreciate that very much and we'll be talking to you hopefully next week if you're not out fishing. All right, John. It was a pleasure. Thanks, buddy. Fishing 